0: Hey guys, welcome to the Bagging Broadcast episode number 534. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: The first being The Weekend Geek, bringing you the top geek stories this past week. Next is the list the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out
0: September 6th, 2023. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, we're going to be taking a look back at some of the comic books that we read for August 2023.
2: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Kate let me know that people actually uh, refer to out of office, you know, out of office as o" as ooh. And I'm like, really? Never heard that. People do that.
0: Because usually when I say ooh, it means I'm drinking a really good beer.
2: Nice. And... You can because you're out of office right now. Oh, yes.
0: Uh, I'm I'm what starting, real good beer is that? I'm starting my day off with a beer from Hidden Springs Aleworks. And this is their Pastry Research. And this is, which I'm guessing Pastry Research is like a line of beers that they're doing now. Uh, but this is their Strawberry Pound Cake Inspired Sour Ale. Uh, 5.5% ABV. And this is delightful. It's got a nice little bit of berry bit like tart pop on it. Uh, a nice sweetness to it. We picked up a four pack of this from our beer store. Uh, yeah. We put I, it in
2: a gigantic mug.
0: Got it in my <clears stomach throat> just because I wanted something big, secure that when I put it down on the desk, it's not going to wobble and fall off. Because I might be out of the office, but I'm still sitting at a desk.
2: You are still sitting at a desk, and if you crowdie chop that, it's going
0: to all over. It's going nowhere. But what are you drinking, Paul? I see you're about to take a sip of it. Yeah. I'm uh, drinking from an Athletic Brewing Company
2: uh, a non alcoholic Oktoberfest. It's uh, Oktoberfest best brew and i was hoping that it would be a little bit more uh hoppy you know with their munich malts or, or more uh malty with Munich <laughs> i was reading uh, i was looking for it and it's like german noble hops so i read hops and i'm like that's not it i'm looking for oh there it is uh vienna and munich malts and uh it, it does have a slight malty back end to it a little bit better than the normal aftertaste that i normally get from a non-alcoholic beer you know that um i describe it as like a wet hop kind of flavor it but it doesn't it's not much different than the rest of the athletic normal line like i usually tend to get their like one offs uh from their website and i seem to enjoy those more than just their standard fare because they you know i i just think they need to overdo it on the flavoring instead of being as subtle as
0: they are. They got for um, not having that alcohol in
1: it. What was that? The Bravo ones that you had last time where there was like yeah. the blood orange IPA and the peanut butter stout? Yeah, those were good.
2: Yeah, the peanut butter porter and the uh
1: grapefruit IPA. So
2: yeah, those those I thought were better than this. uh So I don't remember the something brothers, maybe? I don't remember the name. I still have a couple of the peanut butters down in the uh down in the basement. I think it's like Bravis or Bravo or something like Bravis. That sounds closer.
1: I can look it up while you talk about your beer, John. Uh, I am drinking from Blue Barn Cidery, their joustaberry jam. Uh, This is a gooseberry and currant cider. Um, This is kind of a little more towards the sweet side um, on their rating scale. It's not overly sweet. Um, but what i do actually really like about this is the cider is very effervescent so it's almost like a um, sparkling wine like it really has this these uh really nice bubbles to it really refreshing uh the gooseberry black currant flavor are really nice in it um and this is one that uh i've been recommending to tons of um Tons of customers, and it's really become a pretty good following at my store. But this is what I bought. I bought over the winter um, last year and was going to have for the show, but I drank them because I liked it so much. So I was uh, I brought them because I was like, oh, it's perfect weather for drinking a nice cider. Uh, picked this up to have again. Uh, they also have a mango peach, Ooh. which is better than this, but I would say this. Mango Peach and this are my top two uh, ciders of ciders I've ever had. Sounds good. Yeah,
0: they're delicious. Back to you, boys, for the news. Nothing but bad news this week. Yeah. Like,
2: (coughs) we had, uh, I thought the most surprising news was, uh, uh, Arlene Sorkin dying uh, at the age of 67. I didn't, I should have looked up before the show, like if she had complications, medical complications. Uh, complications
0: or, from multiple sclerosis. Uh, she, she brought to life uh,
2: Harley Quinn on Batman the Animated Series, uh, a character that was only supposed to be like a once shot, and she read it, like when she went in for the reading, it was for a female Joker henchman. It wasn't even, didn't seem like it was going to be a big deal or a big thing, and then. They kept on writing more episodes for her, and uh, the character's blown up ever since. You know, now, yeah. it's, now you can't read a comic without Harley Quinn in
0: it. Yeah, she's Over gonna be DC. in she's gonna be in your Birds of Prey comic book.
2: Yep. Yeah. So. The,
0: um, because <clears throat> I I looked up the cause of death, so it took me to her Wikipedia before. Um, so the character was actually based off of her to begin with, from Paul Dini, the creator. Uh, who was one of her friends since college, saw her play a jester in a dream sequence on the soap opera Days of Our Lives and then patterned Harley Quinn after that version of the character uh, and then started to bring in basically who Arlene was into it with her uh, mannerisms and snappy, wisecracking, bubbly, blonde personality. Uh, for her voice, she basically just spoke in her normal accent. Really? Yeah. So I do kind of want to look up that that video clip because it's got to be somewhere online be somewhere, from yeah. Days of Our Lives and just be like, wow, interesting. Um, something that surprised me about her, though, that I did not know is she is married to television producer Christopher Lloyd. Not that Christopher Lloyd. There's a TV producer named Christopher Lloyd. And every time I see his name on something, I'm like, oh, is that? No, it's not Doc Brown. Uh, but Christopher Lloyd is known for um, doing Frasier Modern Family and a bunch of other like big, hmm. big sitcoms. So I was like, oh, interesting.
2: Frasier, you say?
0: I said Frazier, which is getting a a new series. That's not for the the weekend geek guys. I yeah, just...
2: but I heard like Niles isn't going to be in it. Daphne's not going to be in it. It's basically a restart of his his career yet again, some in some other city or something. I, I
0: really uh, don't hope, know. Hopefully Eddie Spaghetti's in it. You mean his dog?
2: Yeah, that would be like number twenty seven, right? Probably. They said they went, I think they went through three or four dogs during that that run on the television show.
0: The dad just kept eating them. Yeah. <laughs> I have dementia. Oh, more spaghetti. <laughs> more of a spaghetti. More of a spaghetti. Just blood dripping down his...
2: Well, you know, it was cheaper than going to the grocery store and buying actual food. Because you know what? The Stop kind- giving
0: him real dogs! <laughs> But is this not fancy enough for you, Niles? Oh no. no. <laughs> I
1: I have Speaking no. Speaking of I, animals,
0: I, animal I, <laughs> advocate Bob Parker also passed away this week. Yeah, yeah,
2: at the age of ninety-nine, a hundred days away from turning a hundred. Oh. Hundred days before his hundredth birthday. Ninety-nine. is actually half of. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that math doesn't check out. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It, it it seems weird. Like I kind of didn't realize that he was still alive. Well, he had retired. Yeah.
0: Forever ago from doing Prices Right. And like he would what? still make appearances on stuff. But
2: 2014, like nine years
0: I ago. Know. I don't know. But I know it's been a while. And the only reason I know that is just because I don't watch television anymore. But I just knew Drew Carey was hosting it. And I was like, oh, oh interesting. Because, you know, once you're out
2: 2007, of 2007, Drew, really? Drew Carey took over. Holy cow. Carey's.
0: That's absolutely bonkers. But, yeah, you know, when you're not staying home from school, and you're not watching Prices Right or at a doctor's office where they just have it on or something. It's not a TV show that I think people tune in to watch. It's just TV that's there. Uh, <clears throat> but in that bizarre way, Bob Barker is basically a part of everybody's childhoods. That and his awesome cameo in Happy Gilmore
1: <clears throat> for a, like for a certain time. Because like you said, like as soon as you got out of like high school or school and you had like normal like days off during, if you had a job in your college, you and normal days off like. I would find anything else. I'd have anything else to watch.
2: Really? You want to watch Presses Right on a on a weekday do- day off?
1: No, no. Okay.
0: Yeah. See, it would just it would just be <laughs> on television when I would like wake up from my my flu nap, and it would just be there. I don't know if my mom would just put it on while she was cleaning or doing laundry or something. It's just as background noise, but I just vividly remember that show just always being there.
1: Oh yeah, I remember like as a kid, <clears throat> sick days. I remember watching it. <clears throat> But it was like when I. Well, yeah, that's what we're talking about. I know. And I'm just saying, like, once I became like a college. Why are you be smirching his memory? Once I got out of high school, technology God, I, and everything right, was I, there. I, and there was more channels. You didn't have to watch that. It's all saying. i saying.
0: I never wanted to bring stuff up that happened, you know, outside of the show. Because, we know, we try to keep it firmly. But John actually hates when you spay new to your pets. So he actually goes around and he sews the balls back to your dogs. Just to spite Bob Barker. <laughs> Hey, nobody tells me what to do. Rut, that's bro. that's number one. Hmm. Uh, that's I it, just looked. Right?
2: Uh, MovieWeb.com has Bob Barker's uh, <clears throat> uh, appearance cameo on Happy Gilmore is the second best cameo of all time. What's the first best? Uh, you want to try to
0: guess? Mm. No. No. You need Wait, know. can you give me like a time frame? Like uh, 2009. 2009. 2009.
2: The movie came out in 2009. Uh, you guys love this movie.
0: I'm gonna say, is it Jane Silent Bob Strike Back when Mark Hamill shows up as the cock knocker? No. Okay. No, I don't remember what happens. Wait, that
1: came out. It came out like early 2000.
0: I don't top even know time if that no comes, time.
2: is on the list of the, the top 15.
0: It calls out the fact that it's a cameo because at that time people didn't know who Mark Hamill was if you weren't a nerd, which I really enjoy. Oh,
2: uh, they have a top 13. They don't have 15. So maybe it's top 10 with three. Uh, okay. Three, what uh, was,
1: okay. What was number one?
2: Number one is Bill Murray in Zombieland.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, that's a pretty good yeah. one.
0: I wouldn't have come up with that. Uh, it's a light news week. Why don't you run through the rest of them?
2: Uh, number three was uh, Martin Scorsese in Taxi Driver. Okay. Mm. Number Pander four right. was uh Christopher Walken in Pulp Fiction. Mm. Five, Neil, Peckis, Neil Patrick Harris as Neil Patrick Harris in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle.
1: I'd say yes, Wait, that, because... That was big at the time. Like, I forgot about that one, but yeah, in, in the moment. But also, like he hadn't become Neil Patrick Harris yet, he was the kid who was Doogie Howser. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And then also the guy from uh, uh from the uh, bug bug alien, the fascist yeah. one.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: John Hurt and <clears throat> Spaceballs.
0: Oh yeah, he's basically yeah. playing the same character. Yeah, I forgot about that one too. That's a good one. Yeah.
2: Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: That's number seven. Uh, number eight is Mike Tyson during The Hangover.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, I I get it. I
0: Number think nine. all of those are better than Scorsese and Taxi.
2: Yeah. Number nine. Which David I don't.
0: Bowie. I don't know what that Scorsese oh. thing you sent me was. I didn't uh, watch it. I saw you had sent me something and I was like, oh, I'll check this out later.
1: Oh, it's like a camera commercial that he did where he goes in and he gets like photos from his nephew's birthday party and then just like rips them apart. Like uh, the coloring's all off on this. This is off. It's it's a funny. It's actually gotcha. a funny commercial. Hmm. At the end, he calls he calls his nephew back up. We're gonna to have to have another birthday party because he's got to take the pictures all over. <laughs> the, <laughs> next, the, uh, oh, okay. the next,
2: oh you want one? Okay, we can keep going. Uh, number nine, David Bowie in Zoolander. Okay, yeah. And here's another like uh, Martin Scorsese kind of thing. Uh, number ten, Quentin Tor- Quentin Tor- Tarantino in Desperado, but he's not.
1: Yeah, it's it's a fun but thing because those guys they're friends. friends. yeah. And he put so. him in his.
2: Then, uh, eleven, Matt Damon and Thor Ragnarok. Okay, I think that's a better one than Quentin Tarantino. I think uh, number 12 is really good. Dan Aykroyd in Casper. That's a good one. Yes, yeah. it's, it's him as the Ghostbuster, Ray stands. And then 13 is Keith Richards uh, in Pirates of the Caribbean yes. at World's End. Uh no. That's a little like, hey, this is kind of, it's a yeah. nod to what uh, Johnny Depp was saying the whole time, how he was basing. The yeah, because at that on. point,
0: like number 14 should be Paul McCartney in... Blackbeard's gold, or whichever one he was in, because if yeah, you're just you're just picking aging rock stars.
1: All right, so uh, that's the news, guys.
0: Oh, did you want to talk about Spiderwick Chronicles?
1: I don't know. That was John. I, John. I just thought it was interesting, but I like just I don't think it's a big news worth. Yeah, you know? it, it
0: it's a pre
2: pre pull. <laughs> They're like not even going to pull it off the Disney Plus. They're going to just start shopping it around now.
0: Yeah, which they can it, do because It it's... was announced in 2019 and then it started filming like 2021, just wrapped in 2023. But based off of the books, which I never read, it had a movie in like the early 2000s, which I guess this is like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them before Fantastic Beasts happened. Don't know. I, I've never saw the movie or read any of the books. But yeah, Disney Plus had picked it up um, and now they're shopping the rights around. They're not even going to show it and this is probably a lot of Having to do with paying out royalties to people, too. I'm imagining some of that, because John's point of... Wait, go ahead, John. I'm not going to make your point.
1: Uh, I just said, like, they pulled it off. They're not going to show... They weren't going to show it on Disney+, and I said, you know, they're going to be shopping shopping it around or putting it up somewhere else where they could make money off of it. So sell it to to ABC, which is their own company, where they can have commercials and that and make money that way off of it. Um, But also with the strikes going on, there's the TV for people so maybe they're holding on to it and then they can auction it off to any channel who wants to pay for it to to air it when they're not going to have anything to
0: to air i mean that would probably be a good way to recoup some of those costs too i don't know who was in it besides i saw christian slater's name attached as the villain um but i did want to look it up the original spider-wick chronicles movie came out in 2008. So, OK, later than I thought it did.
2: Also, oh, uh, you're after Drew Carey took over. the press is right.
0: That's wild. OK. Oh, uh, it did 19 million dollars opening weekend uh, worldwide. It only did 164 million in its release. So not not a blockbuster.
1: No, but it was one of those ones that it was trying to answer the um, Harry Potter call. Yeah, where they were like, oh, here's another book. But it wasn't as famous as a book. But also like that first Harry Potter caught everybody coming through for me. Um, huh? Like if I I'm spending uh, money on Disney coming is, through for
2: me first is for a subs- in a subscription. That money then goes to <laughs> produce a new show. Like, haven't I paid for that show? Isn't that my subscription money going towards that show already so now it's gonna get, get spun off sold someplace else and i either have to purchase that show to watch it or watch it with ads even though i'm paying for you know what i mean like like when they pulled willow off and now people are like oh don't worry you'll be able to see it someplace else i'm like no i subscribed to disney plus to be able to purchase that content that's being created for disney plus would you have watched
0: the spider-wick chronicle
2: i don't have any affili- affiliation with that but i'm more making the
0: point for willow yeah, no i know i know the point you're making yep. but there's probably someone out there that's upset about this mm-hmm. but i don't think i yeah. know anybody that even knows this is a thing that was going to be coming out or what they have announced been canceled. like
2: x-men 97 <laughs> or andor i was super excited about andor and i was waiting and waiting you know, cuz that seemed to be it was going to be a launch like or close to launch title and then it got pushed back and pushed back again. Um and now season two is getting pushed back yet again and again. So if they come out and be like, hey, yeah, I know we promised you guys at launch these shows, but now they're gonna be someplace else. Like I, I don't know. Where where does the where does the uh, truth in advertisement, where does Bane switch come into play?
1: Yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. Especially I mean with things that were said oh I'll they're gonna do a um uh who's um who does Billy D Williams play in uh, Lando Lando yeah. Lando Calrissian sorry I couldn't think of that name um mm-hmm. they said that he's gonna get his own show I you know not th- th- this is an actual reason but I continue to pay for Disney Plus mm-hmm. because I'm waiting for that show to come out and now that show's six years away you know like yeah. I don't think they're. They said they're still going to make it, but I don't think so because they announced it three years ago. Mm-hmm. Now with a writer strike and an after strike, it's going to be another bit before I can get it. So them announcing stuff keeps you paying for yeah. your prescription, your subscription, but you're not getting what you're waiting. For. And again, you can cancel anytime and mm-hmm. sign back up.
2: Right. So but they don't want you to, and that's why they make these announcements to keep you on the hook. And then there's no. It seems like there's no. There's no agreement. There's no nothing to keep them from just saying, oh, yeah, we're developing 10,000 shows for the, stream, the streaming station. Stay tuned. And, like, what keeps them from just, like, making up shows that, pro, you know, just throwing everything but out there, saying it'll be here actually, soon.
1: They actually are, Paul. Yeah. Disney, Disney Plus especially.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that gets announced, but it put it's a pre-production development, and then it doesn't come out. I mean... They're probably more upset about the millions and millions of dollars that they sink into that thing that goes nowhere than you are for your 120.
2: Oh, I'm not gonna say bad for a billion dollar
0: company, Chris. Yeah, but I'm not <laughs> asking you to feel bad, but I'm just <laughs> saying like they they probably hate doing that stuff more than you hate when they do it.
2: They they, they seem to be pretty okay with it, and techs are I mean, it, off, it seems to be becoming a more and more frequent thing. Remember when Lilyhammer was finally taken off Netflix? Netflix's first original. No, because
0: I never cared about Lily Hammer, never saw it. it what, about this, what about
1: movie? Bosch and Amazon Prime? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I mean, there's honestly like when Netflix lost the rights to The Office, I was upset by that, but didn't sour me to Netflix. And you know, now I have a, a Peacock subscription and I still watch The Office on that, but there's still a bunch of other stuff that comes out. Like, but, I, I don't know. I just don't, don't get my feelings about stuff not. Not coming out like if they had announced the Mandalorian and we didn't get Mandalorian like just never happened. It would have sucked. But there's still enough other stuff there that I already will watch and things that have come out that I did watch and enjoy. I'm not buying it for one or two things.
2: Yeah, my also my the point, you know, a, a leg on the point or, you know, scaffolding on the point is that I don't want a streaming company to use my subscription to then come, you know, develop television shows that aren't going to be for that subscription service. You know, that's going to be used for different media.
0: Because are you okay, um, are you okay with your money making the Turner and Hooch movie, the the uh, the small show that was on Disney Plus? Yes. Well, I think it was actually just like a movie. I don't know if it was a show. Yeah. Are you okay I, with your subscription paying for that?
2: Yeah, because it came out and I was able to watch it. Did um, you watch that it? show? No.
0: It, it got pulled off already, so right, right, are you more upset by stuff coming out that's not good that disappears or stuff that's they they don't believe in enough to put on there to be uh, good.
1: Are you one of those people that are like, my taxes pay for your salary, officer. You can't give me a ticket. It's not that extreme. Be- because but I, I understand
2: to, that you're getting, I, you're, it's in the similar vein.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, what there's I think, plenty of stuff that you're paying for that you don't like don't watch this is just another thing that you're just not going to watch
1: i'm pretty sure that they are producing and making these shows Mm -hmm. not going okay we have all the money from disney plus uh here let's pay everybody with that i believe they're using their money they already have to finance these things and then taking Mm -hmm. those things putting them on disney i don't believe that they're going guys we can make it We got that guy from Buffalo's $11 (laughs) this month. Uh We hit the budget. We got it. We can do it. Tell tell Christian Slater to sign the paperwork. I'm pretty sure that these things are already produced. The people are getting paid. All that stuff is happening. And then this is another revenue stream that's coming in that they're able to pay
0: different things. It works the other way, too, because there's been stuff that they were making for release that just got shoveled yeah. off onto it too. So your money didn't go towards paying for Zombies Three. Zombies Three, which you love. I'm I do love I, I'm told Uh it's the great. the Pixar one, soul Like mm-hmm. that was like a, a freebie. And I feel like that's probably a better movie than the Spider Chronicle show is gonna be. Because that's something I actually watched and enjoyed. And even Mandalorian. Mandalorian we were getting
1: those updates and how much they were spending on that show before we were even able to Get the subscription. So I understand what you're saying. Is I'm paying for this. You're telling you're me these advertising, things are, that, you're advertising that these things are coming out, and then they aren't. Mm-hmm. But also, if you and I'm asking where's the line. And, and I and I agree with you for the most part on that. But also, we kind of keep our finger a little more on the pulse of these things being announced than mm-hmm. your Joe Schmo who has Disney Plus, watches it with their kids, talks about the shows with their friends, like. He doesn't know that there was supposed to be a squadron movie for Star Wars that mm-hmm. is now canceled, but they announced it two years ago, and he waited with bated breath for more news about it. Like some of those people aren't aren't hearing that where we talk about this stuff on a mm-hmm. weekly basis, and that's the Spiderwick Chron- Chronicles, guys. <laughs> do we do we have a next beer? Are we ready for that? Yeah, I, I do. Go get one. <laughs> Oh, all that laughing at Chris yes. about getting
2: up and getting stuff. And now in the middle of the episode, you're getting up. Well, also, he's like, all
1: let's
0: do another beer. I don't have it. I don't have
1: one. I'm letting you know. I'm going to get it.
0: All right, Chris, what's your next beer, bud? Uh, The other day, Yanni and I went to Hourglass Brewing. It's a brewery I went to once as part of my new beers resolution uh, from last year, where I want to go to some of the other breweries in Florida that I haven't been to Uh and I was pleasantly surprised by the offerings there. Uh, so we were out. Oh, I forget where we had gone to, but we were just talking while we were there about like other places to go. And Yanni had just mentioned, like, oh, I still haven't been to Hourglass. And it's like, well, it's a mile and a half away. Let's go there. So we stopped by there for a few beers. Uh, really enjoyed my time there. Uh, so much so that we actually brought home two more four packs. One of them was just for me drinking. And this one is actually the one that Yanni had picked up. And this is their Hues and Saturation. This is a Florida Weiss with guava, toasted coconut, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. And it definitely does have that big mm. tropical pop up front. And then I'm sure those other spices are in there, but then it's all all cinnamon on that back end. It's almost um, the Elysian cinnamon pump, Dark of the Moon. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, like a, of the the cinnamon. it's like a big cinnamon that kind of like... Rolls in on your tongue after that big tropical fruit flavor. It's really good. I like this a lot. And it's it's a weird mix of stuff that you don't think would go great together. But, yeah, it works.
1: Now, what works?
2: Having an Oktoberfest with actual alcohol in it. And that's what Trogs is giving me. Uh is <clears throat> Independent brewing, brewing company out of uh, Pennsylvania. This is their Oktoberfest lager. It says it's toasty, Toasty Crisp Festive. And this is 6.1%. And this is uh giving me a like almost a uh, honeycomb honey kind of sweetness up front, and then finishes with a uh, kind of a nice rich malt on the back. It is light. Um, let me take another couple sips.
0: Yeah, I I need to have more Oktoberfest. I've only had one this year so far. Uh, when I had last episode, uh, when mm-hmm. we went to Universal Studios the other day, I was really hoping that Duff Toberfest was going to be mm-hmm. there from um, Carib Brewing, but. Not yet. So I'm hoping by the time we start going to Halloween Horror Nights, which starts this weekend, very excited for that. Um, hey. It'll be there, so I can get my fill of that.
2: And it's going to be happening uh, even with the hurricane.
0: Yep. Um, we were in a tropical storm warning right now. It rained for maybe like half an hour earlier, pretty bad, but then it cleared up. So we'll see That's what happens. Normal, Tom- normal Florida day. Yeah. Tomorrow's supposed to be where things get a little bit rougher, but as of now, it's just kind of like business as normal.
2: And this is hitting, it's hitting northern Florida, Yeah, it's,
0: it's more north, but hurricanes are weird. It could shift at any point, just depending on other factors. But I'm... Look at me, just, bringing it back to no, the news. It's just another day. But, uh, Paul, any more thoughts on your Oktoberfest? I was just trying to fill time oh, yeah. while you Thank were you. Yeah, uh, it's,
2: yeah, no no big malt on the back end. It's just crisp. It's got a honey sweetness throughout. And, uh, yeah, it's a decent lager, but it's not a Munich, like, multi. Like uh, you know, like I'm I'm thinking Munich. You know, I'm thinking big malts. Uh, what is that?
1: What is what's the October Ops.
2: fest? Yeah, Ops, that's it.
1: Um, no, you want like a sweet a Marzen, malt. a Marzen, Marzen yeah, style. So. You want uh, sweet malts. So you're getting that with kind of they probably using like a honey malt to give it that sweetness. You want it a little deep, yeah. nice amber color. This isn't roasty. It isn't.
2: It, but it's light. It it does have a nice sweetness to it. And, uh, yeah, it, it's easy drinking. It's good. 6.1%. It's fine.
1: It's decent. John, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking from Foam Brewery. We I had Foam last week, um, and that beer was good. It was okay. Uh, but this is the Nameless 7%, mm. um, and this is Candied Mango and Papaya. Like, it's got a really nice, sweet kind of mangoey papaya-ness to it that finishes with kind of a, a, a weedy New England IPA-ness, and uh, it's, it's really, really nice. Um, it is very crushable because I just opened it, and I'm a quarter of the way in it because it's just drinking really nice. Chris, IPA Candied Mango and Papaya flavor Ooh, delicious.
0: Who makes this one? Sorry. For for listeners, uh, oh. I got up to take my contacts out and put my glasses on because they're bugging me. So uh, I did not this hear is, the beginning of this. Uh this is from Foam.
1: Okay. Uh I had one of their beers last week.
2: gosh Really
1: nice. Oh no, I picked up my wife's sneezes.
0: Uh, uh you oh, pick okay. up your wife sneezes every episode. That's true. Well, what books are you gonna be picking up this week? As we head into the list, because these are the comic books coming out September sixth. It's a new month, guys. Hey, there we go. A new, new month, month new of books.
2: New, a new crossover coming from DC Comic Books. That's right. We got a prelude to Gotham War. This is Batman Catwoman prelude to Gotham War, number one being written being written by uh Zip Chip Zardarsky, Teeny Howard. Zip Yeah, I was like I was like Chip, but I was also starting on his last name Zardarsky. You know, it happened. And uh penciled by Mike Hawthorne and inked by uh you know benedetto and uh hopefully I said that best enough where it sounded right. Nope. You did not. You know what's the best uh thing about but this? But also speech, you know? we
0: never go over the inkers. Why did you I know, I don't know why moment? I kept going. <laughs> I kept going. I I had
2: hubris. At was, any
0: point where you're like an inked by you're like, We don't do this.
2: I know. Uh I, I said it, but I already said the ink spy, so I'm like, uh I'm pop committed now. And uh yeah, this is uh setting the stage for the newest event that's going to tear apart the Bat-Family. Uh, Batman and Catwoman find themselves on opposite sides of a fight. And uh, this is, apparently, Batman comes back from uh, the nightmare zone, night Night terrors, uh, coming come after uh, Gotham's cr- criminals harder and more, uh, more
1: vengeful than ever. And more nightmare fuel. Now, do yeah. you know this for sure? Did it say this is spinning out of that? From... From the League of Comic Book Keeps
2: uh, geeks, they said other recommended reading: Night Terrors, Batman one and two are unofficial preludes. Uh, okay. Night Terrors, Catwoman one and two offer uh, expor- exploration of C- Selena's current physio- uh, physiological relationship with criminal behavior, and two ends with a direct prelude. Okay.
1: So because it also seemed like it was just something <clears throat> you had said before show, and I sometimes, Paul, you get something in your head. And then it becomes truth for you. That mm-hmm. yeah. I
0: was just making the sure. He personally it- bankrolled <laughs> the Spiderwick Chronicles. <laughs> I'm very <terrified of> <laughs> I don't think any of us knew was actually going to be a thing. Before John said that thing that was like, hey, this is canceled. And then everyone was like, eh.
1: Ball up in his wallet and was like, no!
0: <laughs> I usually
2: have $23 in there. No, I only have 20 And it's all the Spiderwick's fault.
0: He, well, what really set him off is he opened the wallet, and then like a spider crawled oh, a spider out of
2: it. And that's how I knew it was it, That's how that was the clue. You know, that was the clue.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, John, why don't you go next? Because your book is a book that I'm also looking forward to. So uh, I'm not yeah. picking this, but I'll I'll piggyback off of
1: it. Yeah. So uh, Birds of Prey number one being brought to us by uh, Kelly Thompson, art by Leonardo Romero. Uh, lettering by Clayton Cowell and uh, editor in chief Marie Javis on this book, um, bringing together uh, one of your favorite teams, Birds of Prey, and you have. It is uh, one of my favorite teams. Thank you. <laughs> you have Batgirl and Black Canary, um, who are founding members. Hey, there you go, Kelly Thompson, uh, one of our picks for the uh, yeah. the look back. Um, But you're also going to be bringing Harley Quinn, Zealot from uh, Wildcats, and one of my personal favorites, Big Barda, to the team. Um, So I thought it's kind of an interesting team where it's going to go. Um, I do not know, but I'm looking forward to and checking it out.
0: Yeah, Birds of Prey is one of those (laughs) Bat Family adjacent books that I'm always excited when they come out with a new iteration of it. I'm always excited just to see who's going to be on that lineup, and the only one here that i'm like huh about is zealot because i've never been a wildcats fan even the cartoon like i would watch it because it's part of like that action hour like on tbs or tnt i don't remember what it was so i'd check it out but they've never really done anything for me but i really do like uh cassie kane harley quinn black canary uh this seems like it's going to be a cool book i haven't read a lot of big Barda stuff outside of Like her appearing in that Mr. Miracle, the Tom King one, that was solid. Uh, I'm I'm excited for this, especially after reading one of our books for this week's monthly look back from Kelly Thompson as well, because she's a writer that I haven't really dabbled in as much. But I have I have more thoughts that I will follow up with later Hmm. on on said writer.
2: But I want to hear about the thoughts on the
0: book that you're picking up, Chris. Oh, well, the book I'm picking up is also coming out from DC Comics, and this is going to be Fire and Ice, Welcome to Smallville. Number one, this is part of the Dawn of DC Publishing uh, Initiative that they're doing right now. Uh, This is being written by Joanne Starr, art by Natasha Bustos. Colorist is uh, Tamara Bonvillain, letterer Ariana Marr. Uh, some of the cover artists are done by Terry and Rachel Dodson, David Nakayama, Jen Bartel. Uh, Look at Paul's face. Kevin he's McGuire. Like, he's totally Amanda like Connor. Uh, and then editor in chief Marie Javin. I'm um, reading what I need to read <laughs> in a second. Um, I was I did not read the Justice League International version of the JLA the Keith Giffen, J.M. DeMatteis, like, comedy superhero book. People love that book. It's just never been something that's been in on my radar. I know people love these characters of Fire and Ice, but the is going to be focusing on them going on a mission that goes wrong, and Superman does the worst thing ever for them uh, to be punished, and that's sending them to Smallville, where they now have to eke out in life as failed superheroes. So this is definitely going to be more of a comedy-style book. Um, but aren't they both? I don't know if they are. Like, and yeah, now you know, they're
1: going to have to wear overalls because that's the fashion. Oh, a, a
0: piece of hay sticking out of their mouth. I probably know more about Ice than Fire and Ice just because she had a thing with Guy Gardner. So in some of the Green Lantern core stuff, like she would be present in the background. Know, this sounds fun. It's characters that people like. I'm glad they're doing something with them, even if they're not my characters. So, hey, why not check it out? Donna D.C., let's go. Now, is this written by Patton Oswald? No, this is being written by Joanne Starr. Uh, the artist is Natasha Bustos, uh, Tamara Bonavillain, doing the coloring on this one. Uh, letters, of course, by Arianna Meyer.
1: And who's the editor-in-chief? Uh, that would be Marie chance. And now, a dramatic reading from Darwin Cook's Richard Stark's Parker, Volume 2, The Outfit. Page 44, panel four. A friend of a friend pumped me together with some local outfit boys. I got by by making books for him. Then yesterday, at the track, it happened. In that is a dramatic reading from Darwin Cooks. Richard
0: Starks Parker, volume two, The Outfit. Page 44, panel four. So I know part I of no the idea. fun of the dramatic reading is finding the voice you're going to do it in. I just questioned why Paula decided to read it like it was a penthouse letter. <laughs> i thought he was doing this tough guy then yesterday at the it happened she walked up to me breast even i'm imagining that's the second panel i don't know i'm glad i put you in the mood chris that's all I the can mood say. to talk about comic books always which comic I, book are we I, starting I, with? I, I don't know, uh, but that's going to head us into our main topic, guys. So like we said up at the front of the show, this is our August 2023 look back. Uh, we got three books we're going to be talking about this week. Uh, John brought The Cull, number one, to the table from Image Comics. I brought Disney Villains Hades, number one, from Dynamite. Or no, uh, Paul, you brought Jean Grey, number one, from Marvel Comics. Uh, Where do we want to start?
1: Do we mind starting with Hades? We can start with Hades. It's a classic getting the team together story. What's it's a like getting look? the
0: team together story. Uh, Hades, number one, like I said, coming out from Dynamite Entertainment, who is handling all of the Disney-published comic books right now, which is weird since they own Marvel. Marvel's not putting this stuff out as like a imprint of their own, which seems like something that they could probably do, but Disney might just be licensing this out and then reaping those benefits. You know, they're spider-wicking it. Um, uh, this being written by Elliot Kalan art by Alessandro Rinaldi I'm not going to do the rest of the stuff now but like Paul said this is getting the team together where Hades has been slighted by the gods of Olympus and he's putting together his own kind of dirty dozen of uh, Greek heroes I uh, don't remember necessarily want to they heroes they're not,
1: yeah, they're but, not quite heroes like, been,
2: most of them were cursed by the gods themselves yeah. and then we got to Icarus and I'm like alright Uh, breaking the mold here is because I thought, oh, okay, this is kind of clever. These are all people that were wronged by the gods.
0: But it's a who's who of your Greek mythology heroes, uh, and he's sending them on a quest to get the Golden Fleece before Jason and his Argonauts can get it. So, John, why do you want to talk about this one first?
1: I hated it.
0: You hated it?
1: I I was never a Hercules fan.
0: Okay. Well, uh, I think I've let seen, me just add that to the list of things that's wrong with John. Hates Hercules, sews dogs balls back on. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've seen the movie twice.
1: Um, When I was dating uh, Lisa back in my early 20s and just recently with my son. And I didn't really care for the movie before or now. And I don't care about, like, the first couple pages... I was like, okay, I can kind of get, I can get behind Hades. It's funny he's being slighted because he wasn't invited to brunch. But once the, once the, the, the three witches show up, I was like, oh, I really don't like Hades at all. And then it just kept. Did up.
0: you, so, sorry, I, not I, to, I, did I you like him ha- in the movie or just you don't no, like. Okay. No, Because he's one of my favorite Disney villains.
1: I should have. I should have been having fun with everything that was happening. Even like when he had the spider on his shoulder, like I should have been having fun with this book. And I had zero fun with this book. It was like, and again, I'm on the, I feel, I know. And I feel like I'm on the wrong side of this, but I didn't have fun with this at all. And I like, was just like, Oh my gosh, when is this going to be over? No, that's, that's And again, like, I feel like it was trying to be fun and it's, it was bringing the team together and bringing all these characters. But I was just like, Oh, and now what? Like, it just didn't hit me
0: right. Okay, uh, Paul, uh, I want you to go next. Cause okay. I'll, I'll wrap it up since this was my pick. And I'll... Yeah.
1: I can kind of see what John's saying. Like
2: I could understand because Hades dialogue is a little bit, you know, it's that, Hey, I'm going to make references here and like call you icky instead of Icarus. And like, you know, kind of being overly cool guy, but I was, but that's also, that's also the like, movie,
0: like him in the movie. Like yeah. That's like the, the James yeah, yeah. Wood delivery for it.
1: Mm-hmm. I and was if, reading it as if James Wood was performing, you know? And if I mean, that's getting on Wood your nerves and you're seeing another, and you
2: just got through one big word balloon of it and that you see on the very next panel, another big, I could see, like I found myself almost skimming sometimes because I'm like, yeah, I, I get the shtick, but that didn't, you know, uh, make me enjoy this less. I actually uh, really like getting the team together. I was kind of hoping to see more of the, just the people that were slighted like I said, slated by the gods, and then we got Icarus, and I'm like, okay, he's a jock, you know, I, then I'm trying to figure out, okay, we got the sad bard, we got the, like, the, the uh, wisecracking, uh, too-good-for-everything uh, arachnid, uh, and then we got the jock Icarus, and I'm like, that doesn't and then we got Medusa who who is gonna show up. She's gonna show up because she's forward. But uh, I'm wondering like, okay, is that really a team yet? But it seems like the team's
0: set with those four. Kind of wish there was one or two more to round out the group. Your your wild cards. Yeah. Uh I had fun with this. I the only other of the Disney villains books I read was the Scar number one. And it was kind of like a prequel mm. to Lion King where it's kind of setting up his
2: It's him getting prepared.
0: It's him getting prepared. Yeah. Kind of like sowing the seeds of his discontent. And I think this is a much more fun book. I didn't pick up the Maleficent one. I thought about it. But based off of how I felt about the Scar one, I was like, I'm not going to pick up Maleficent. But when I saw Hades, I was like, oh, sorry, John. I love Hades as a villain. Like, I think he's a lot of fun. um, Sorry you don't enjoy it. Does Grayson like Hercules? Or was he just kind of like, I'm a kid. I'm playing.
1: <clears throat> he really liked the Hydra.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, so much so that we were, um, I was doing a bunch of work outside and I have these uh, trees that were cut down and I pulled the, the stumps out and they had all these roots on them. I'm going to try mm-hmm. to burn them. So I had him shooting the hose and he was trying to get all the dirt off of the roots. So I didn't know because I didn't want to burn that. And he was being a ghostbuster who was fighting a ghost that every time he shot off one of its head, two would grow in its place. Mm. And I was burning stuff because I had a fire going, and he's like, you got to use the fire to stop it. And uh, I thought that was cute. And I was <laughs> like, oh, we watched it like a month ago,
0: and he's bringing up the Hydra again. Mm. The only reason I ask is, I, do you think this would be a book that he would enjoy, like if you read it with him, like doing voices? Like... Um, I think he probably
1: would enjoy it for the most part. Um, I'll tell you what book he has been reading the um uh the DC um the all female cast they're superheroes but they're in co-
0: uh, high school. Oh, okay, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, but I don't uh, know the name I of can't it. their friends or something. They did the yeah. crossover with the was it it was in Teen some Teen other book Teen, that we read Teen, Teen Titans maybe. Yeah, I think maybe. Yeah,
1: was. no, this is like a like a teenage Wonder Woman, teenage um um the b Girl teenage katana like and they're all in. they're all going to superhero high school he's been enjoying that book hmm. i don't do too many voices for that because i usually do voices for all the characters but there's too many too many female characters that the, my female character voices all start sounding the same
0: so i just read it normal that happens but i'm just curious if you think like because this is definitely made to be more of like an mm-hmm. all ages like I hey think let's if he have was... fun with the book like this is in line with like the Darkwing duck book like where there's like a gag every third or fourth panel like it's there to <clears throat> kind of make you be like huh um bear's note it's being uh Ellie Kalan is actually the head writer for like the more recent mystery science theater 3000 episodes the the Jonah ones
1: um I think this would be just a like it's a little too big for him okay but again he's he's four I don't know like I share it like I read him a lot of stuff, and we watch a lot of movies that a four-year-old probably shouldn't be reading, but or watching. But I think this would be something that he would. I would read it to him, and he'd be like, "Okay, let's not do that again." Kind of like Gargoyles. Like I
0: read him Gargoyles that first issue. I honestly, I liked this more than I liked. Gargoyles. I would say I probably liked this more than I liked Gargoyles as well. Like I don't, I, I'm I'm meddling on this book. Like it's it was fine. Like I I enjoyed it. I don't think I'll be picking up the next issues, but I had fun with it for what it was.
1: I think if it was a character I liked more. I probably would, but again, he's, I have no frame of reference love for this character that, you know, it's
0: just, have you tried watching Hercules a third time? No. Cause I just, do you like Danny DeVito Kevin as Sarvino. Phil? Kevin C- Sabino,
2: Sorbo. Right? Sorbo. Sorbo.
0: Sorbo. And his. I think different. you're combining Kevin Sorbo and Mira. S- Sabini? Tom Savini and Mira Servino. You get you, you into a listening. hydra.
1: Hmm.
0: Actually, that would be uh, Paul.
1: Paul was Hades in that show.
0: Wasn't
2: he? I don't know. Well, I don't all remember. the other characters were. I, I watched think the so many war. episodes of that. All the other remember. characters
1: were.
2: <laughs> I think the Arachne girl. I think was there. I think. I think they did a take on uh, uh on the the person trapped in the underworld and going, coming back from the underworld. And I think they had an episode about Icarus, too. They
0: probably did. I watched so many episodes of that, and none of it sticks in my brain. It's the same thing with Zena. Like, I watched so much of that. Jack of All Trades, I watched a lot of that. And I love Bruce <laughs> Campbell, and I cannot tell you anything about any episode of that show. I I agree. I don't.
1: Uh, Xena had a female partner. Uh, Gabrielle. Her, uh, Hercules, Hercules had his dude had a, I don't had remember his, his name. Bro who was maybe a bard. I don't know. Did he sing a lot? He, had, no, no, like he was writing blonde. down the tales. He had, like, weird blonde curly hair.
0: I uh, uh, hate when I type in Hercules live action. It brings up news about Disney's Hercules. Hercules the action.
1: legend continues. Uh, Hercules the journey continues. Paul, do you want to talk about your book or you want me to go?
0: The legendary oh,
2: journeys. Legendary journeys. That's what it was.
1: Uh, Jean Grey. This is Fall of X.
2: This is coming out of the Fall of X uh, title uh, where we pick up with her dying. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't realize she's dying, but and now she's like going back through her memories and wondering, what if I changed an event in my life? How could we? Could I avoided? Could we have avoided all this pain and suffering? And uh, in this first issue, she goes back to the time where uh, Dark Beast, which is a thing that I didn't really follow, goes to the. Well, that's how we got the young X Men in the current. That was written, being written by Brian Michael Bendis,
0: and I'm like, yeah, that's a bridge too far, there, Bendis. I know. I, I, I liked that initial arc because I think we read that first one or some of that crossover, and I actually uh, really enjoyed it.
1: I liked having the young X Men in there. Like, I liked young Cyclops with um, uh, Mark Wade's of uh, young Advent like not his young Avengers, but the champions, champion. Um, and instead of so she makes
2: a choice instead of <laughs> wiping their minds and forgetting about the adventures they had in the future. Uh, She's going to, you know, keep all that information. And basically then she goes on like a, she becomes like a mad dictator and we see that slow descent. Uh, I thought it was fun because it felt like all the other characters were still that classic, you know, Cyclops classic, you know, Bobby classic beast. And
1: we see the
2: falling apart. No, I can't follow you any further.
1: You're, You're going too far. The The more I read this book, the more I liked it. Mm-hmm. When the turn came and she started like I go, oh, when they f- have their first fight as X-Men mm-hmm. uh, against Magneto, I was like, oh, she's going to totally wipe him out, destroy him, And then it just keeps going from there. And she just mm-hmm. keeps everything just keeps escalating for her and everything she's doing is wrong and she's trying to free the people she's trying to do you know she's freeing the mutants mm-hmm. doing this wiping the minds doing that all that stuff and it just keeps escalating just escalating and... and building and building that snowball going down the hill just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger um and i was like oh and then it's only this this is only four episodes like four issues and i was like i might I'm, i think i'm gonna stick around for this like i,
0: I kind of see where this goes i'm taking stock of my comic book buying right now because it's doing exactly what a I was afraid it was going to do, when I started buying physical books again, where it's just like, I'm just buying stuff. Uh, so this one I did buy digitally. The other books I had that I bought physical copies of, um, we'll talk about the call when we get there. Uh, but I really did enjoy this. And again, I've been out of the X-Men for a while. I have my gigantic Jonathan Hickman, Powers <laughs> of X, House of X, that I do want to read and see if that kind of gets me back into it. But I didn't realize the young X-Men were still a thing in the current X-Universe because, you know, I've been gone for how many
2: years
1: since this all started
0: happening? But that's
2: not because they they wiped each other's They wiped everybody's mind and they went right back. They went right back. Cable, young Cable brought them right back to where they left and then they mind wiped. So the, and this, the s- current universe, our current timeline, everybody now remembers the young people coming back. The young X, the X Men themselves, never remember doing it, and mm-hmm. this presupposes
0: what if they? I didn't realize the young X Men were still a thing in the current X Men universe. That's all I'm saying. Like, I didn't realize they were still around. Wait, we were talking. To, what, there was an
2: episode issue. Oh, you guys might not have read it. Maybe it was something we read together. Uh, but Kamala Khan, when she like gets woken up from Krakoa
0: at Krakoa. Yeah, we didn't read that. You oh, okay. you picked that up for. Uh... I don't remember if that was going to be your pick for last month or if you just bought it.
2: I bought it and she even says it's so weird hanging out with you, Scott, now that you're old. Like, because I, you know, I'm so used to hanging out with your younger self, you know, because they were in champions together.
0: Yeah, I general genuinely really enjoyed this. The kind of like, what if, and like, you see her going over that limit, like, very quick. As soon as she's like, no, let's just take out Magneto, got him. (laughs) Huh. it's gonna be great now and then when she's like proactively going after like kitty pride and the new Mm -hmm. mutants because it's like yeah like we know they're gonna be mutants we might as well get them out of there now gee now i think that's already did it Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i do like all that Uh, i also really like the artwork a lot uh from bernard chang like it's a good clean slick looking x-men book which is what i like my x-men to look like
2: oh we were supposed to read x-men hellfire gala number one before this issue. So we'll, we would have figured out that.
0: Is that the one that you
1: read, Paul?
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: I also like the redesign of their X-Men suits. The, the strikies? Yeah. Like it's I didn't love, still, I didn't know it's that, still but... X It's still X-Men enough, mm-hmm. but it's not the X-Men suits that they were wearing, but it has, like, some modernness. It looks like, oh, Warren Worthington III has this extra money, and he bought this designer, came in and redesigned their suits for him, like... I just kind of liked how it kind of just had like, um, maybe because I had just read uh, Hades and it had like kind of a Roman <laughs> kind of look to it. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: I uh, did have a moment when I first started reading Jean Gray when like they all like go back to their original time and they're like, oh, we can't let the prof- professor know. Like, we got to. I'm like, what are you going to do if he just sees you in your new costumes? And he's like, guys, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but then like the next page, they're all just in, like the original, like black and yellow. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, That's I
2: the, sure the art that, I really like the art that Bernard Chang did throughout the whole issue. He was the right artist, and then the writer was Louise Simonson, because I don't think I said that up top.
0: You didn't, but and, uh, I yeah. really enjoyed this book, Paul. I thought it was yeah. pretty fun. I think it races you to, like, uh, 50-50 now yeah. with, with your picks. I,
2: when I picked it, I'm like, you know what? It was the most, I think it was the most fun of the books that I read, and you didn't really need to be in the X-Men universe, but still just know that... She, you need to have some idea. Yeah,
1: but I, I thought it worked. I was actually, after reading ha- like after reading Hades, I was like, oh, I got to read Paul's Jean Grey book. Like, what could this dream Jean Grey book be about? And I was not expecting it to be like, oh, I came back. I've learned how to use my powers. I've seen the future. And now I'm going to try to do what the, like, it's a villain story. Like, it's that, like, I'm trying to do the right thing, but everything I do is now bad and evil and it's not working and it's just snowballing into even worse like i just i i just really liked it i was like oh man this is this is really good yeah it's a fun what if yeah um and then it's it's funny it's a <laughs> it's a what if story not under their what if banner that they yeah. they're doing but also now
0: since it's like in the past it's kind of like separate timeline so they still keep doing stuff in this you know universe that they if they need to, yeah, it's, it's uh, an interesting book, though.
1: Yeah, I I liked it. Um, and that'll take us to my pick for the what uh, uh, for the look back uh, from Image Comics, The Call, uh, written by Kelly Thompson, art by uh, Matea de Luis. Um, and this is um, what are they in in the solicitations? They said it's a Goonies meets. Um, stranger Things, and this is a group of, I'd say, older high school students, if not maybe pre-college, um, bunch of friends who are going to, under the guise of making a movie, quote unquote, um, are all leaving their houses at 4 a.m. to go to this Black Rock, uh, which is at the beach near their, where they, where they live. Um, All of them have their own little different problems leaving their family and what's going on with them. But once they get there, uh, they walk through the black rock and it takes them to a portal to some other world. And their leader has brought them there because she believes her little brother who's gone missing has gone into this other, this other world. Uh, I did enjoy this. I think I'd rather read this as a graphic novel trade than single issues. I think the book looks nice. I really do enjoy the art, Chris. I know this is like your style. That's not always your
0: favorite. Oh, no, I was going to ask if you got, I was going to assume that you guys both like this artwork and I really liked it too, because it looks like Fraser Irving artwork, except the colors don't make it look all flat and kind of washed out. There's definition. There's definition. To everything that you're seeing, and I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Like I, and it's super, like
1: it's so realistic. Like it really feels like it's almost like pictures that were taken and then drawn over.
0: Uh, I was actually just looking them up because uh, this artist, Mattia De Lulis, uh, has done an Invisible Woman book, a Jessica Jones series, uh, Return of the Valkyries, and the Mighty Valkyries over at Marvel. Uh, I be very interested to see more of his artworks i think this is absolutely gorgeous and i think his book's going to look even better with more stuff from that alien world yeah uh, i i really enjoyed this and i didn't look at the solicitation stuff for it but reading it it's definitely very much in line with um like you said goonies like stranger things kind of stuff but then also it reminded me of that jj abrams super eight because it's the kids making a movie yeah kind of thing um it's very much in line with just that 80s kind of hey we're a group of kids going on an adventure but in comic book terms it's a lot like the woods that we had read or um, yeah like paper girls it's it's in that kind of family of books
1: and even like it was a little more fun kid-esque but um was it lumberjacks lumberjanes lumberjanes yeah um i yeah I, I liked I liked this book. Um, it's not my favorite book of uh, the trio, um, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy I did enjoy it. But it's I would pick this up in trade. I wouldn't pick it up issue to issue. I was kind of hoping, you know, that and then I'm I'm also hoping it's a mini series. One of five.
2: Mm-hmm. OK, were, OK. Um, yeah, I
0: think I was about to look that up. Thank
2: you. Be fun as a trade. But one of, uh, but I was kind of like when I first started reading it. You know, and then it was like, but then we're famous for something else now. And this is a huge crab and everything. And then we cut to 12 hours prior. And then it's about these kids making a movie. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's not going to be sci-fi or, you know, supernatural. Maybe it's just that was effects that they did, you know, just making the crab, you know, just forced perspective, making the crab look huge, look huge. Maybe that's what it'll turn out to be. And no, it goes off the off the deep end. During low tide uh, with them going through the, that uh, Mr. mystical cave. And I was less interested when that happened because I thought they were doing, they were setting up all this groundwork for the, the characters and their interrelationships and what's going on with all of them. You know, I got this person, you know, this guy, my father-in-law or whoever, you know, abuses my mom and she's getting drunk and she's on the couch and I've had to fall out with this girl. And but that's because her friend Jason died. But then, oh well, maybe Jason died. Maybe he just maybe he just went missing in, in
0: this cave. I'm like, Flood. you still have all that in this book, Fall They're just gonna I know it's do, still there. Going but... through all that just in like this fantastical world where they're gonna bring back like monsters to our world. Uh,
1: and they weren't famous. She said that rock will always, right? 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 But now, but now it's, it's famous so for
2: a different reason. reason yeah. well, maybe it's maybe it's gonna be famous because it's setting for a short film. That they, I thought there was enough there without it going you
0: know, supernatural. It seemed like it was going to be very supernatural as soon as you get the giant crab monster.
1: Yeah, <laughs> It let you know that right, like page two.
0: Right? Like I
2: said, <laughs> I thought, oh, okay, maybe this is going to be like one of those, who like, hey, this is what it is. But no, we turned it, we flip it, and it's going to be them like just doing the superimposing, doing you know camera tricks for the movie they're making. And You're like. But okay, cool. No, I'm the jerk for thinking that. All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And. I mean, they it's, gave it's, me a. I mean, page two. They gave me my, the big monster.
2: Right. It's my number three, guys. <laughs> wow. Paul
0: <that's, laughs> wanted a book that's slice of life, like the nuance of motion picture making, mm-hmm. from a group of kids. Yeah. Uh, this is my number one. <laughs> I think
1: like, it's. I think it's my number two.
0: For all the reasons you said, John, like this is a book that I want to read more of, but I'm going to be picking it up as a trade, like because this is going to be something that I want on my shelf that I can go back to or pass off to people.
1: Hey, uh, Paul's Paul's going to hate it in five months. Uh, it'll be a trade in Paul's.
2: I'll be like, man, it would have been nice for them to explore the interpersonal relationships more than having to introduce this world that they have to create now.
0: But yeah, three. <laughs> it's my third uh, Jean Grey was my number two because I would like to read more of that, but I I probably won't as much as I enjoyed what it was. I don't even remember how much. It's like four ninety nine. It was four ninety nine. Yeah. Okay.
2: But it was the number one,
0: so maybe the
1: next one will be three ninety nine.
0: Mm, probably you think that's so. <laughs> you think that's what they're gonna do to you?
1: You also know, like on Comixology, they don't give you the price. You gotta go to Amazon and then find the price out.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's why um, I like to use League of Comic Geeks because I can it tell it tells me it, it tells me and then when i make my, my post, it tells me what my weekly spending's going to be
2: uh number 3 of 4 is going to be 3.99 but i can't find i would imagine two. the i would imagine the rest
1: are going to be 3.99 yeah number
0: 2 is 3.99 number 3 3.99 um
1: but yeah i mean my list would go jean gray the call Haiti. and paul i'm actually really happy that you picked jean gray cuz i never would have read it but I I really liked it enough that I'd be like, okay, I'm down for three more issues. Mm-hmm. I'll read issue two. Do three and four? Well I'll read issue two. Okay. And then we'll see if I'm gonna read three and four. But I definitely was like, So okay. from
2: from the from the cover and her seeing the uh, the, the space capsule or space shuttle, I'm assuming she's gonna to try to it looks like Scott gets the Phoenix Force instead of her. And she's wondering if that will change things what i thought was odd is it looked like she just killed scott
0: oh yeah it looks like she vaporizes everybody
2: yeah 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 but in the solicit the at at the very end of the book the solicitation for next time you see the cover for issue two yeah and it's it's, in black and white and it looks like he has the phoenix force instead who knows because it ends with i know exactly where it all went wrong you got the space shovel there yeah
0: i don't know you guys know either
2: And then let me know. Cause... So that's, yeah. So Jean Grey is also my number two. And then my number one would be Hades. Really? Yeah. It's,
1: getting, awesome. the team it's getting the team together Paul, if
0: issue number two has them, like, going over the plan. Oh, while you they're, let me know. Okay. Well, I'm not going to be buying it. So you let me know. No, yeah. it was a fun book. I, I did enjoy it. But it's my number three because I liked it more than some of the other Dynamite Disney books. But not enough to be like, okay, let me circle back and check out more of these. Because honestly, like. Next time I go to my comic book store, I'm probably going to be taking Darkwing Duck off of my pull list because I'm still reading it. I, I still think it's fun, but it's not something I'm excited to come out now like it was when it first launched because, yeah, it's it's more Darkwing Duck, but it's just eh, it's more of the same. Even though they're doing a Negaduck book in the next like, couple months, like, spinning out of it, I, I don't need to buy it. Guys, I don't, don't need to need, buy
2: it. You don't need to buy it.
0: I got all these other comic books that we buy each month and then talk about it at the end of the month and this and then I gotta buy all these trade paperbacks that we do for our monthly look back. Wow. All these books, guys. It's a lot. It's a lot.